This morning we're going to conclude a series we've been in the past month uh, entitled Contagious Christianity. And you know, we've been using a formula that I ran across as I was reading a book entitled uh, Becoming a Contagious Christian. And you see the formula there in your bulletin. HP plus CP plus CC equals MI. And in three parts of the equation, this is how equations work. Three parts of the equation on the left side produce the part of the equation that is on the right side. And so the first three parts of the equation you see there, the first one begins with high potency. And we talked about how our potency comes from our growing relationship with Jesus. I mean, this is what really sets us apart from those who don't know Christ. And so our growing relationship with God through Jesus Christ is what makes our lives potent. Uh, The second part of the equation is close proximity. You know, if we follow Jesus, then we must follow Him into His mission. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He came to reconcile people to God. And so, if you follow Jesus, then you need to enter into Jesus' mission, which means to be in close proximity with those who need to be reconciled to God through faith in Him. And just as God sent Christ into the world, Jesus says that He sends us into the world. Now, we are co-laborers in that mission. And so uh, Jesus tells us also that you know, we're, as His followers, we're the salt of the earth. And like we talked about, you know, salt is not effective unless it leaves the shaker. So we need to get out into the world and get to know those people who don't know Christ, our friends, our family members, so that we can have the opportunity to share God's love with them in word and deed. Third part of the equation is clear communication. Uh, we talked about how if you have faith in Jesus Christ, then you need to become fluent in the gospel message. We need to be able to share what a Christian is and how someone can become one. So if the opportunity were to uh, arise where you're able to share the gospel message with someone, could you do it? Could you share with them? Do you know what to say? Uh, we need to become fluent in the gospel message. And so these three parts of the equation as they are, you know, come together, produce that part of the equation on the right side of the equal sign, which is abbreviated MI, which stands for maximum impact. And so this is what we're trying to achieve. This is the goal. We want to have maximum impact. But what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, I want to give you a few examples just from everyday life, and then I want to maybe transition from that to describing, okay, well, this is what it looks like for the Christian, okay? So, uh, you know, some of you have retirement plans. Maybe you had a retirement plan, or you have one in your workplace, or maybe you had one or whatnot, or maybe you saved some money, and you're going to invest it, okay? So you're going to take it to the bank, or maybe you have a financial advisor, or whatever it may be. And you're going to think about how you're going to invest that money. Now, when you go to your bank or your financial advisor and you sit down with them, are you going to tell them, you know, here's what I I have this money and I want to earn as little interest as possible. Actually, I tell you what, actually, here's what I want to do. I actually want to lose money. Can you? So when I invest this, I actually want to get less money back than I put into it. You know, of course we don't say that, right? Because we have something of value and we, we want to maximize it. We want to say, okay, how can I use this thing of value and maximize the benefit from it so that it increases in value, right? That's kind of the whole idea. 
Let me give you another example. Your school starting back. You know, I have three kids going back to school. And so uh, think about it this way. As a parent, do I want my children to receive the maximum benefit from this year educationally? Or do I want them to end the, end the year knowing less than they do now? <laughs> You're like, is that even possible? It probably is. But do, as a parent, you know, I want my kids to benefit. I want, I, don't, I want them to receive the maximum educational benefit they can from this year, right? Uh, that's the whole idea. We want to maximize the impact of this educational experience. And so think about it like this with, as it comes to this equation and living out the Christian life, what does it mean to have maximum impact? And I think to sum it up in a simple way, I think it just simply means we want to make the most of every opportunity that God gives us with what God has given us. We want to make the most of every opportunity. Another way to put it is, you know, we want to glorify God with our lifestyle. And, you know, we, we hear about lifestyles all the time. You hear about someone having a healthy lifestyle or a destructive lifestyle or a crazy busy lifestyle but you know we want to glorify God with our lifestyle how we live our lives we want it to glorify God which means that we want to live our lives in a way that's in line with God's design and mission for us maximum impact means that we want to influence the most people for Christ as we can We want to have the maximum spiritual impact we can in our lifetime. And so the left part of the equation tells us how to do that. Well, you know, you need to grow in your relationship with the Lord. You need to get to know those who don't know Christ so that you can clearly communicate the gospel with them. And that's the how. But I want to touch on briefly this morning just the why. You know, why do we want to do this? Because without the why... Uh, I don't know if we're going to reach maximum impact. And I want you to listen to what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 15, verse 20. Paul's just talking about his his mission, how he's on mission with Christ, and uh, just what God is doing in his life. And this is what he says in Romans 15, 20. He says, And thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel. Not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. I want to look at that first phrase where he says, you know, it's his ambition to preach the gospel. And this word ambition is an interesting word. It finds its roots in in Roman politics. In ancient Rome, uh, just like today, you know, candidates that wanted to uh, be elected to public office, they would make their rounds within their city and they would try to persuade citizens to vote for them. So they would be able to be elected to this, this public office, uh, similar to the way they do it today. And so the Latin word that, was, that, that, that described this campaigning was, and I, I may butcher this Latin term, but it's ambitio. It was, it was a word that would describe the going around, this trying to campaign for this office. And because of its association with politics, this desire to gain office, uh, this, this word took on the meaning of to desire power or honor. 
So this idea of having ambition meant to have this desire for power or honor as it was associated with campaigning, trying to get an office of power and honor. Well, over time, this meaning was broadened to mean not just ambition for power and honor, a desire for power and honor, but a desire to meet a particular goal. So not just trying to be elected to an office, but more broadly, a desire to to meet a particular goal or reach a particular goal. So in translating Paul's words in Romans 15, 20, the word ambition is used to describe Paul's desire. His desire is to preach the gospel. His ambition was to make Christ known where he was previously unknown. And so just think about that. You know, what is your ambition? What is your ambition? What is, what is your goal? Like, what are you trying to accomplish with your life? Uh, you know, what are you living for? What do you want most? What adjective would you place in front of lifestyle for you that described how you live? You know, would you say you have a busy lifestyle or a frantic, stressful lifestyle or maybe it's a um, pleasure-seeking lifestyle or money-accumulating lifestyle? You know, what kind of lifestyle uh, do you have an aimless lifestyle? You're just kind of bouncing around, an appearance-driven. What, what would it be? What would be the, the term you would place in front of your lifestyle? You know, I was thinking about that for me. I thought, you know, I, I know what kind of lifestyle I would like. And I would call it, you know, the Great Commission lifestyle. And that's the lifestyle I, I want. I want to pursue great commission is what I would love to place in front of that term lifestyle. You know, the great commission is what Jesus gave his followers when he rose from the dead and he appeared to them. And then Matthew 28 tells us verses 19 through 20 tells us, Jesus says there, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And so a Great Commission lifestyle is simply a life that is set on helping people become growing followers of Jesus. Well, that's the kind of lifestyle I want. Maybe you want that as well. It's, it's a life seeking that, to have maximum spiritual impact through whatever avenues God has, has provided for you or for me. It's a Great Commission lifestyle. You know, our church's mission statement is to love God, love people, and make disciples of Jesus Christ. That's our church's mission statement, but is that your mission statement? Is that, is that what you want? Is that your ambition? Is that your goal? Is that what you're living for? You know, that's what I want my ambition to be, but I'm still working through that. You know, I'm still in you know, process and but one thing, here's one thing I've noticed though, especially as we, as we go through these different series that really bring our attention more so to the mission of Christ and how we should be involved in that and seeking to have maximum impact for Christ. One thing I'm noticing is that by, by thinking about how I can reach people for Christ, I'm seeing more opportunities. 
You know, as I think about it, I begin to see more opportunities to do just that. It's like when you're going to buy a certain model car, you're in the market for a certain car, you know you all want to buy this certain car, and then all of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere. You're like, man, everybody's got this car. But everybody had the car already, but you just didn't notice it until you were looking for it. And now, wow, they're everywhere. And that's what I've been noticing about, you know, impacting people for Christ. The more I think about it, the more I see opportunity to do it. And so, what I see is that ambition gives vision to see opportunities. In other words, what you want most brings focus to the pathway you can take to get there. Right? So, if you want to reach people for Christ, guess what? That ambition is going to give you the vision to see opportunities to do just that. For Paul, you know, his ambition, he, he just, God had called Paul to go where Christ was not known. And guess what? That was his ambition. God was calling him to do that. He was looking for opportunities to do that. And guess what? He had the opportunity to do it. He went to Rome. He went beyond to take the gospel where it had not been preached before. But ambition gives vision to see opportunities. And this happened to me uh, the other day. We recently purchased a truck for my son. And as you know, when you buy a vehicle, what you have to do is you have to go to the tag office. (laughs) I heard some moans there. You have to go to the tag office. Uh, You have to get it legal, right? So I went to the tag office over there by Publix on Washington Road. I went there, checked in, I received my number, and then I had a seat and began to wait. And I was seated kind of close to the counter where you go and talk to the tag tag office employees about what you need to have done. And I remember sitting there saying to myself, it was was full. I was hoping it was not going to be full, but it was full. And so I began to think to myself, I should have brought a book to read. Usually I do. I usually have like a book or something I can just do. Well, I know I'm going to be waiting, but I was just kind of, I tend to sometimes be optimistic thinking, oh man, this is going to be quick. So I get in there, I'm like, this is not going to be quick. Should have brought a book. So I'm just sitting there waiting and, you know, occasionally glancing at my phone. Uh, and I was sitting, you know, close to the counter, which means I could not help but hear the transactions that were happening. You know, you go up to the counter, you tell them what you need, there's discussion and whatnot, and uh, I could hear what was going on. And surprisingly, uh, some of the customers that were in there didn't bring everything they needed. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> go to the tag office. Oh, you're supposed to bring this, and didn't bring it. Oh, man. So they'd walk out frustrated. But other customers, they brought everything they needed. They got their job done whatnot. But, um, but then I was sitting there, I was still waiting on my number to be called. V117 was my number. And so I'm waiting to hear it be called, and I'm still waiting. And it's, what's interesting, though, it, this little side note, they're called like V110. And then it, it called something like T58. I'm thinking, where are we at in the alphabet, and what order are we going in? I mean, is there really that much discrepancy in what we're trying to do in this office? But anyway, I'm sitting there wondering, I don't know when I'm going to be called. Uh, but I have this ticket, maybe I'll be called at some point. But I'm sitting there, so I'm listening to all this going on. And then I see a young, young woman uh, 
holding a young child and she's talking to the tag office employee about you know what she needs to have done so a registration or something and I was so close I you know you can't help but to hear what's going on um, so I'm listening and I heard her say you know I called ahead and they told me it was going to be eight dollars I mean eight dollars but the lady at the tag office is telling her it's going to be eighteen dollars and so you know the tag office employee tells her, no, you know, it's not $8, it's $18. Well, the young woman holds up all her cash and she's got $8. She's like, that's all I brought in. Now, at that moment, I'm sitting here, it's a room full of people. I overhear this conversation and I begin to wonder, is this an opportunity? Is this an opportunity that God's given me? And then I start, you know what I'm thinking next. Okay, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if I go up there and, and you know, just approach the counter, um, they're, they're going to know I was listening to the conversation, which is kind of weird. And, you know, how is that going to go over? How are they going to respond? All this is going through my mind in a matter of seconds, right? And you all have been there. Or you think of an idea, maybe God's leading you this way. Well, hold on. You know, all these other reasons that maybe why you shouldn't do it. And then I said, well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go up there. We're going we're gonna to see what happens. So I, um, I approached the counter, and they're sitting there, and you know, the lady at the tag office, and her, I said, you know, I said, ma'am, you need, do you need any help paying the rest of that fee? And they both looked up at me like, this doesn't happen every day in the tag office. I'm like, you know, I'm over, I was you know, eavesdropping, heard your business, but I, you know, I kind of came over and said, well, you need, you need help with the, you know, the extra money or whatnot for your fee. And uh, you know, she said something to me, and I gathered my thoughts, and then I finally said, you know, I said, ma'am, I, I am blessed to be a blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. And she was, she was just so thankful. $18 is all it was, $18. And I said, no, don't worry about the $8. I'll just, let me just pay the $18 for you. I don't mind. And uh, she was so thankful and appreciative, appreciative for that you know, small token of generosity. But I told her, I said, you know, I am blessed to be a blessing. I said, and if you ever need a church to attend or would like to come to a church, I'd love, to, love for you to come to our church. And I took out this little card from my wallet. It just has a little picture of a, you know, one of our stained glass windows. And there are plenty of them in the back you can take. And I handed it to her and I said, we'd love to have you and your, and your children come and worship with us. And they both looked at me, you know, the tag office lady and the, uh, the young woman, they looked at me and said, well, now tell me where you, the church is located. And so I told her where it was located and whatnot. And then, you know, we paid the fee and whatever. And then sat down. Uh, I went back and sat in my seat. And after she finished well, her business, she got up, came over, and just was very so appreciative and thankful and gave me a hug. And, you know, it was just, it was just a great experience. Um, on a side note while I was doing that guess what I missed my turn to go to the tag office there but you know I like V118 I'm like what what happened to 117 never even heard it but uh but anyway I didn't mind because you know I was doing what God called me to do I felt like this is what God was wanting me to do at that moment 
I wanted to, to try to be a blessing. Um, but here's what I noticed is I said, you know, why did I see that opportunity? And I think it's because, you know, we've been talking about how can we look for opportunities to share God's love with people maybe that we don't even know or that don't know Christ or how can we reach out to people. And so because this is becoming more of my ambition, I'm beginning to see opportunities. Now, and those windows open and they close, right? Right before your eyes. And so it does take some awkwardness at times. And, uh, you know, you don't know how people are going to respond, but the opportunities are there. And if this is our ambition, I believe we will begin to see more and more of these opportunities to, to show God's love to people. You know, I debated on whether I should share that story, you know, this morning to, to illustrate this point. Because I don't want you to get the wrong idea and think that I do that every day. Because I don't. Now, that wasn't that funny. It was a, Sherry's laughing at me like, we all knew that, Ron. No, I don't do that every day. I don't see opportunities every day like that. And even if I do, I don't always act upon them. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm still in process. I'm still trying to work out what does it look like to have this ambition and this to be my ambition every day where I see opportunities and I, I'll step into them and see how God's going to use it. But I do, I do want that to be my ambition, and I hope you want that to be yours as well. Um, you know, I want to have that maximum impact because we don't know how much time we have. God's given us certain gifts and abilities. Uh, connections and relationships and we want to make the most out of it right we want to make the most out of the life he's given us for the maximum impact we can possibly have for eternal purposes but i'm still a work in progress and i'm i'm sure you are as well but here's what i'm encouraged by jesus tells us i want you to go and make disciples i want you to be involved in the mission i want you to get out there and do these things but he tells us i'm with you I am with you always to the end of the age. I, I am with you in the midst of those awkward conversations, those moments, those opportunities, and I will empower you, enable you, and give you what you need to accomplish those tasks that He's given us. And so that's encouraging to me, and maybe that's encouraging to you as well. So here's your take home. Bring it home. Take it home. Here it is. If your ambition is to maximize your impact for Christ, then we need to continue to nurture our relationship with God. With the nutrients that He's given us to feast upon. His Word, prayer, community of believers. Um, we need to continue to take steps of faith and get into close proximity with those who don't know Jesus so that we can have the opportunity to share God's love with them in word and deed. And we need to become fluent in the gospel message and be willing to share it when the opportunity arises. And as we trust God to change us and work through us in these ways, I do believe that we will become a very contagious people. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for just this past month where we can just think about uh, the mission that Jesus has given us, how we can be involved in the lives of people around us, um, how we can grow in our relationship with you and uh, 
go out into the world and seek to make a positive impact on people's lives for eternity as we share this good news about what Christ has done for us. When I pray our ambition uh, as we seek to put all these things into practice on a daily basis, Lord, would our ambition be to know Christ and make Him known? Or we want that to be our ambition. We know as it becomes more and more of what we want most that we'll begin to see opportunities. Lord, I pray that you would give us the boldness uh, to step into those opportunities for your glory and for the good of those that we encounter. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.